Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Grit Fitness and Performance Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Chris Sanchez, and today Matthew Evans decided to stop by and chit-chat with us for a little bit. Um, so I'll get this out of the way in the beginning. Uh, if you like the podcast and um, you know you want to share it with some friends and family, please do so, and then leave us a uh, review or rating on Apple Podcasts, or just share it with pretty much anyone who... Uh, you think would benefit um matt how are you today i'm good wonderful ready to get into it yeah so Let's get after it so today's podcast um i'm currently reading a book it's called the 12 rules for life by jordan peterson and i was listening to it in the car the other day uh on audiobook and it got me thinking about um if there were 12 rules for health and fitness uh, what would they be? And of course, I started to kind of think and brainstorm and jot down a few notes and whatnot. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the 12 rules for overall health and fitness that um, are applicable to pretty much every single person on the planet and what you should be doing and kind of the guidelines you should be living by on a day-to-day -day basis um, in order to optimize your overall health, feel good, move well, look good, um, and just enhance the overall quality of your life. So we have 12 rules. We're only going to talk about the first six today because if we talked about all 12, we'd probably talk for forever and the podcast would just be too long. So we're only going to do the first six and we'll just go by one, uh, one at a time and then Matt and I will kind of just kind of spitball and go back and forth and give our two cents on um, every single rule that I have written. Um, so these are in no particular order, um, literally just wrote them off the top of my head as I was brainstorming. So uh, we'll dive into the first rule, which is uh, use it or lose it. And when I wrote this rule, my initial thought was basically just um, joint range of motion. So, you know, if you're sitting on your ass all day, um, you know, your body will basically to adapt to sitting on your ass all day. And if you're not taking your joints through these full ranges of motion, you know, extending them, um, uh, rotation, like whatever it may be, you basically just over time become tight and immobile and you feel awful. And it's just one of those things where you're just like, I don't know why I feel so tight. It just might be because I'm getting old or whatever it may be. But, um, yeah, use it or lose it, and then I'll let Matt give his two cents, and we'll just keep, you know, going back and forth <clears throat> on that. Yeah, no, it's it's funny because when you when we first brought that up, um, I always it's just funny how you you know two people in the same field look at things too a little bit differently. Like you go mobility, I think strength right off the bat. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, if you're not lifting, you're not moving your body weight, you're not you know picking things up, putting them down couple weeks later you're gonna walk back in the gym or you know wherever you are and you're like holy shit man what the fuck happened yeah you know this was easy a couple weeks ago i want now i'm struggling what's the what's the number is it you lose 20 percent of strength gains after two weeks of uh you know i don't non-activity or whatever they call it or two weeks of not you know performing your lifts or whatever it is but yeah man i mean you know we always talk about here how important strength is and when you stop i actually this is funny because now we're going to start trickling into another you know rule that you we have you have written down and we don't want to do that just yet but you know consistency you know use it you got to do it all mm -hmm. the time and like you said mobility wise you, you, we have so many people that sit in chairs all day and man it just i don't 
I can't experience it because we're on our feet all day. You know, we don't experience those things, but right. I can just imagine, you know, these one of our clients, you know, having issues with her hip now. Um, you know, since COVID started, you know, she's been at home and sitting down all day. But you know, going back to what you said, you're not using, not moving it anymore. So now you're starting to have these issues, and I've had a couple other people with these issues, and it, you know, it sucks. Yeah, and I, I think it's funny that you went more strength and I went range of motion, but like. The more I think about it, they go hand in hand. Because a lot of times when your body, when you lose strength and over time you just become weaker and weaker, your body will become tighter in order to compensate. So like, for example, you know, if your hips become really weak, like your body in an attempt to basically protect itself against injury and whatnot, it will increase tension in your hips to, you know, try to provide you with some stability and whatnot. So like they kind of go hand in hand which is like a lot of times clients come in here and they think they need to stretch and they feel so tight and whatnot but like in reality they they really just need to get stronger like i think i think stretching should almost be replaced with strength training for a lot of people because they don't realize just how important being strong and being able to control your joints in these ranges of motion like how much that impacts your overall life and 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 how you feel but i mean even going off of strength like and this is kind of bleeding into another rule too so i won't go too deeply into it but you know your ability to move quickly as you age you know it, it i think power is the one thing that decreases the fastest like once you hit age whatever 35 40 or something like that um like if you're not using your muscles fast and explosively it basically declines so it's i mean like use it or lose it applies to almost like everything in in your (laughs) body for the most part so um i mean i think most people just need to have that kind of mind frame going forward that like you know if you're a lazy piece of shit like seven days a week i mean you're going to lose your ability to function as a human for the most part so um anything to add to that one no i think you're you're right and I think one of the biggest misconceptions, and we've had this conversation, I mean, it's been a while back now, but we just, we were talking a while back about, you know, how many people have hip flexor issues or this and that, and they come in and, and that misconception that, oh, this is tight. I just got to stretch it and I'm good. And like, well, if it's tight all the time, it's not stretching. Like, that's not the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might be tight, but you're also probably extremely weak. Um, you've probably got other issues going on somewhere else that are causing these issues. But that misconception that people think you just have to stretch everything. Well, it's not even stretching. I mean, it's not your, you know, it's not the fact that you need to stretch your muscles. The fact that you sit in a contracted position all day long and you have zero strength there, your hip's not mobile. So, you know, flexibility is, that's a different story. I mean, you can get, you don't need to be crazy flexible to not have pain. I mean, people that are flexible still have pain because they're a mess. You know what I mean? So that misconception of flexibility and I got to do this to get more flexible. I got to take yoga to get more flexible. I'm like, well, yes, yoga is great for you, but (laughs) who says you need to be more flexible? (laughs) Right. How do you know your joints just don't move through range of motion properly? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a saying, I think Greg Cook said it. If you guys, if you're listening, you don't know who Greg Cook is. He's basically one of the more well-known physical therapists in the fitness industry. I think it was him who said like, if it hasn't fixed it by now, it won't. And I think he was talking about (laughs) foam rolling in particular when he said that, but I mean the same thing. So like, if you're the type of person who stretches their hamstrings all day, every day, and you have not seen improvement in your hamstring flexibility, it's not going to fix it over time. Like there's an underlying issue that you need to address, whether it's getting stronger, uh, moving in different planes of motion, or basically just kind of coming about solving your issue in a different way. 
uh, it's just just food for thought. So I mean, um, yeah, I just think the first rule is just applicable to everyone. Use it or you'll lose it. And then applies for literally every physical aspect that you could think about strength mobility endurance mm-hmm. um i mean shit even your brain i mean that's why people do sudoku when they turn yeah. 70 because you know you, you need to keep your brain firing the way it should be otherwise you're gonna be a dummy hashtag uh, be consistent exactly don't stop yeah and foreshadowing consistency yes. will make consistency, another appearance man. on this list consistency is gonna be gonna make a lot of appearances on a lot of lists a lot of places and a lot of things we talk about yeah pretty much all that matters yes um, all right, so that was the first rule. Rule number two, and I left this one when I wrote it. Um, <laughs> I left this one vague on purpose, and it is train to be strong enough. And what I mean by enough. that is strong enough is going to be relative to every single person. Um, obviously, if you've listened to this podcast before or if you have talked with um, Matt, myself, or Jim, or you know, if you've been at Grit, you know we place a heavy, heavy emphasis on strength training. But you know, person A who comes in who's 110 pounds soaking wet, you know, their definition of strong is not going to be the same as person B who comes in who's 220 pounds male and training for a a different goal. But I do think, and this is just me personally you should be able to demonstrate kind of baseline numbers of strength relative to your body. Um, And as some of those things, and you know, Matt will give his his two cents on this. um, I mean, I, I think everyone should be able to handle their body weight in all forms of movement, whether that's just basic squatting, uh, a TRX row, um, maybe more on the intense side of things like a, a chin up or for women, like a couple strict push ups. like you should be able to move your body in space. I'm not going to say easily because there are definitely a few body weight things that are really fucking hard to do, like a human flag or like a muscle up. You don't have to be able to do those <laughs> things, but I think if should... I could ever do that, I'd retire. I'd, I've just done all the day. Walk off. All right, guys, I'm which done one, a muscle up or a human flag? I could do a muscle up, a human flag. If I could ever do that, I'd just yeah. rack it up. I'm you've done. you've I'm won good. fitness yeah, at I'm that good. point for the most part. See you in 10 years. Yeah. Um, but like bare minimum. So every client who comes in here, we screen them. Um, we do a, a simple movement screen just to get an idea for how well they move. You as a human, regardless if you're seven foot two and four hundred pounds or four foot two, ninety-five pounds, you should be able to demonstrate fundamental movement patterns with just your your body weight. Um, and then as far as external loads, we'll kind of dive into that, but I'll I'll let Matt give his two cents on what I've said so far. Yeah, I and you know. I like what you said with the, you know, with with body weight. I think that's a big thing, especially for women. I go the other way. I go a little bit more with guys. Like to me, if you should be, I think one time your body weight is pretty easy. Um, so to me, like I, I know the numbers for what athletes are what, two to two to two and a half times for a squat or something like that. But that's all. I find that stuff funny because it's very relative depending on your body. Some people aren't good pushers. Some people are good pullers. You know, so it depends. But I think in general. As an adult, being able to, you know, pick something up off the ground that's 
one and a half times your body weight for a guy is pretty, you know, that's something you should be able to do. I mean, with so many people hurt themselves just bending over to tie their shoe, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's crazy if people throw their back. I think I read an article one time that said that the number one at the time, I, you know, I don't know what it is now, but at the time, one of the number one reasons uh, that doctors reported people throwing their backs out was from bending over to tie their shoe. Yeah. You know, it, you know, that kind of makes you laugh. You're like, wow, that's, that's interesting. But, um, if I, you know, when you say to me strong, you know, train to be strong enough, again, it goes back to your goals and really what you're looking to do. Obviously not everybody wants to go out there and deadlift 200, 250 pounds, but I think picking up your own body weight and being able to move your own body weight is a good start for everybody. I don't know if that should be, you know, to me, that's not something that's up for debate. You know, if you can't move your body, then how are you going to do certain things and walk up steps, carry this, carry that? I mean, we do so much in regular life that you don't realize there's an external load with, you know, even kids where, you know, we've had arguments in the past with parents that don't want their kid lifting. I'm like, your kid walks up and down the, up and down the steps at school with 30 pounds of books in his bag. Yeah. You know, he's lifting every single day. He's, you know, he's doing this, he's doing that. He puts weight, you know, he puts pads on for football. He's lifting with them on and people don't think about that stuff. So, um, you know, being strong is super important. And I, you know, obviously it goes to your goals, like, I, like we said, but, um, I think putting numbers on something is something to shoot for rather than just say, well, I just want to do this. Well, right. What is it? Mm -hmm. You're 115 pounds deadlift it. There you go. Simple. Right. You know, it's something to get to. So if, if you had to put a list together of let, uh, we'll just say five movements mm. of numbers that the average Joe and Jane should be able to hit, what would your list be? Deadlifts. Wait, you mean both? So, so like if you if you so like pick five movements, whatever five movements you want to let's say it's deadlift, squat, chin ups, yeah, like push ups, for girls, like, yeah, yeah. So like out of those five movements, what five movements would you pick, and then what would your standards be? I think for me, a deadlift for girls or for women, one time your body weight for a mm -hmm. guy to me one and a half. Right. You know, that's great to me. I think a squat maybe, maybe around the same, maybe a little little less more where would you go would you go more or less with a squat because the you know the the pattern's easier rather so, than picking a dead weight up off the floor so me personally i'd probably go a little bit less just because i think the deadlift has more carryover to True. everyday life for most people like most people aren't putting heavy weight on their back or in the front squat position yeah. and then squatting it up and down. Yeah. Um, but I do think a lot of people on a day-to-day -day basis will have to pick up the yeah. bag of dog food from the ground or their grandson or whatever it may be. So to True. me, I think that's just a little bit more applicable. So if I had to put a standard on the squat, I'd probably go a little bit less. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I think a push-up's huge for women being able to pump out, you know, if you get eight to 10 push-ups, I think. And and a chin up. I mean, listen. If you can do a chin up, you're a badass properly. Right. Not little quarter reps. Yes. I don't count those. Mm -mm. But if you can do a proper chin up, I think you're a badass. I mean, that's tough to do. Yes. Um, and I do like the carry aspect of things. I mean, I I carry every single time I go to the grocery store. I refuse. Right. I'm stubborn, and I will only make one trip with all the bags in my hand and open the door with the dogs. Uh, one yeah. shot. I don't make two. If I make two. It's staying out there for a while. Yeah. The only time I make two trips is when I go to Costco because they don't give you bags. Oh, that's true. So yeah. you have to – but uh, if I go to ShopRite, absolutely. You yep. load I up. load those things all over my arms. Yes, absolutely. Um, anyone who does not is a lesser man. So. Yeah. I don't uh, I don't know about an upper for a guy. I guess you could go bench press, but too many guys are so meat-headed about the bench press. They, they try so hard as it is. Right. Um, and I think that's just a silly 
I don't know, to me the bench press is a silly lift anymore. I don't, you know, we've talked about this a lot. I don't really even yeah. care about my upper body training. And I mean, I do it obviously, but mm -hmm. like, I don't care about the bench press. You know, I'd rather have healthy shoulders than worry about how much I can move on the bench right. press. Yeah. So an upper body exercise for a guy, maybe a, maybe a shoulder press, because I think that's more apl applicable rather than lying on your mm -hmm. back and pushing something, but like a dumbbell shoulder press or a barbell. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what I would put weight wise on that, but no, you know, I, I don't either. I think for for me, all guys should be able to handle ninety nine percent of any and all push up variations that you throw at them. So whether it be a Spider Man push up yeah. or a slideboard push up or a um, like whatever it may be, I think guys, and that goes back to like being able to handle your own body weight. I think most guys, given that they have more upper body strength than women, should be able to handle. Any type of push-up I ask you to do with, I'm not going to say ease, because a lot of them are tough, tough stuff. Um, but it breaks my heart when I see a guy come in here who can't do a push-up, just because, like, uh, to me, that's just a staple of, like, being a guy. Like, you should be able to do a push-up without looking like your hips are melting towards the floor, or, like, you can't hit good depth. Um, to me, that's a, a red flag that a guy needs to kind of change up how he goes about his training, but... That's just me. Well, um, so much of that is core too. I mean, it's not that they right. don't have the upper body strength. It's just the yes. fact that they're, you know, they yeah. they can't hold their body. Yeah. So like one of my biggest pet peeves is a guy who can bench like two fifty, but then you see him do a push up and he looks like, like a bad stripper and he's like his hips like are sagging. Whale. Yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> you got your priorities all out of whack there, brother. Um, what about loaded carries? What would you say a standard is for that? Because I know I read uh, Dan John again. Yeah. If you don't know who he is, he's one of the bigger names in the fitness industry. I think he said you should be able to do half your body weight in each hand for 50 yards. And I've always kind of held myself to that standard. So for me, that would be about like 90, 92 pounds in each hand for 50 yards, which I think I, I would be able to do. But I'd be curious be to tough. see. It would be tough. And I don't. I, I don't, can do it. It'd yeah. Be tough. Um, but I, I also think that's a good standard because yes. to me, just like a deadlift, I think loaded carries of any, any variation have a lot of carryover just to life in general. Cause you, you carry your book bag, you carry mm -hmm. your suitcase, you carry groceries, you carry bags of mulch, like whatever yeah. the hell it may be. Um, that's, that's one just... of those exercises too. At, for me at being young, even in our velocity days, like I, I didn't look at training certain ways. And now as I've gotten older, you know, I, I do certain things I do you know, I do different things like that. I do carries more often. I do this and I do that. And it's yeah. something I wish I did back in the day, just because I think that, you know, the full body strength that you get from carrying something really heavy is pretty impressive. Um, right. whether it's grip and, and people don't think about that, how much your grip strength relates to picking something up off the ground or, yep. you know, grabbing something and holding on or whatever, whatever. I mean, there's so many things plus your you know, you're firing up your core all over the place, um, your shoulder blades staying locked in place. It's just, I mean, it truly is a full body. Plus, I mean, you're walking. So right. it truly is a full body exercise. And, and it's something that I think that 50% is, I think that's a cool number. I think it's a good number to hit. Yeah. And I think it's also one of those exercises that too many people try to do too light. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's like no, you're not, you're not. That's not doing anything, sweetheart. Like, yeah. You got to hold something. <laughs> like it's, what? It's what's funny. going on here? Yeah, it's a like it's a pet peeve of mine when and it's it's mostly women. It's never guys, but when women come in here and we have them do a suitcase carrier or a farmer's walk, and then they pick up like twenty the, or fifteen, the 15s <laughs> or something like that, and it's mostly because they've never done it before and like they're just unsure. But you're like, 
sweetie, you sh- you should probably be picking up the forties, like at least. I'll let you do the first one. Yeah, like, but then after that, right? Uh, it's a little <laughs> bit of a reality check. Um, but uh, anything to add to rule two? No, I like those. I think that those are good ones. I, yeah. You know, to me, the deadlift is the biggest one. I, I think that's huge. Um, just because I think that and carrying are two things that we do more than we think. Right. So, so remember for rule two to sum it up. You don't have to train to deadlift a million pounds, but given your goals, given your body, your ability levels, you should be strong enough for what you want to be able to do in life. Like strength should never be something that holds you back from just living a good life. Um, Rule number three, now we're going to kind of take a turn to more nutrition. Um, Rule number three is eat like an adult. And right off the bat, I would imagine most people kind of know like what this mean and what it entails. But unfortunately, given the statistics of I'm going to just say the United States and how it's probably up to like nine out of 10 Americans are overweight and six or seven out of 10 are obese. We are not. Yeah, we are not eating like adults. We are eating like small children still. Um, So it's processed garbage, um, you know, stuff with ingredients that you can't pronounce, ditrimethylazine 3 and, you know, all these things that really just, you know, when you look at it, you're like, what in God's name is that? Um, So when I think eat like an adult, it's basically protein and produce. So wherever your sources of protein, and I'll say for me, because I'm not a vegetarian, it's your, you know, dead animals for the most part. Um, and then there's of course other sources of protein, like your Greek yogurt and there's some plant sources. Um, but then, um, you know, your produce as well, your colorful vegetables, anything that you can grow, pick and pluck, like those two things should make up a majority of what you eat as an adult, because those are going to be the most things that are nutrient dense. They're giving your body the things that it needs in order to basically let your body do what it needs to do. So the the macro or the micronutrients and the and the vitamins and you know all these phytochemicals and everything that food has in it, you're going to get the most bang for your buck in terms of overall health from those whole food sources. When you're eating a uh, a pecan pinwheel and a cosmic brownie for lunch and then you're washing it down with a diet soda, that's not giving your body anything other than calories. And you're basically going to just feel like a bag of shit over time. Should you keep eating those things? Uh, Matt, what's your <laughs> thoughts? I mean, yeah, everybody just overcomplicates everything. It's, I was told, remember I told you the other day, I was standing behind a guy at Wawa. He was yep. a mailman and he had a, I don't know. It was one of the biggest sodas I think I've ever seen in my life. Maybe a 32, 24 ounce fountain coke yep. and two tasty cake pies at 10 10 10 15 and i was like holy shit man like first of all that's like a thousand calories and shit pies right there plus that soda right like how does this guy even function like yeah. i i'd be on a sugar high and then just crash but i feel like so many people overcomplicate the aspect of eating and it's you know and i'm i mean people are like you could sit there and say oh you guys know what you're doing blah 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 can you write me a meal plan well no because you're not going to stick to it. Right. You know, I could, you know, not, not everybody likes to eat how I eat. Not everybody likes to eat how you eat. And, you know, it's eat how you want to eat when you want to eat. You just got to make some better decisions. Like, right. you, you know, and, and everybody wants to 
change this, change everything, change the whole ordeal. Well, you can't do that because you'll never stick to it. I write you a meal plan. You might do it for a month and then you don't like this. You don't like that. And you know, you're bouncing around doing this, you know, next thing you know, you're back to your old habits and blah, blah, blah. It's like you said, if, if it's dead, great. If it grows, great, eat it. And it's, you know, stay out of the aisles in the grocery store. That's the process shit. Um, stick to the outsides, you know, get to, get to your, your meats. If you you like dairy, eat your, da- you know, eat, eat your dairy stuff in, your yogurts, your cottage cheese. I'm a big fan of cottage cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, your veggies and fruits and, and, you know, some simple grains. Oatmeal is great. One of my favorite, you know, things to eat is oatmeal. I love oatmeal. Um, you know, it's lower in calorie. It's a, it's a, and it keeps you full. I mean, that's really what you're looking for when you're getting all these good things in your body is it they keep you full. Right. Whereas if I go out and pound some pasta couple day you know a couple hours later i'm still hungry because it's all that simple shit that spikes your insulin levels and the next thing you know you're hungry again mm-hmm. yeah but it's you know it's over overcompl- people overcomplicate everything keep it simple kiss principles keep it simple stupid yeah so um yeah it's funny you say the thing about the the meal plans because i'm in agreement i i don't think meal plans work at all um i had somebody ask me the other day for one and I'm not even a client but i was like right yeah like you know i kind of beat around the bush and was like no, <laughs> yeah. you're not gonna do it. You yep. know? Yeah, I'm not gonna waste my time. Yeah, it, I like I I actually I literally uh, the latest blog post has to deal with meal plans and like why they don't work and how they don't address like the issues that people come across like on a day to day basis. Like, sure, I can tell you to eat. That's probably the best way to put it. They yeah. don't address the issues. Yeah. So like yes. you know we can tell you to eat two eggs and whatever Greek yogurt for breakfast. You know <laughs> at nine a.m. And then wash it down with a couple of like black coffee or something like that. But you know, if you have other things like you're 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 stressed and your time management sucks, or like you, um, you know, you're a stress eater, or you know, there's so many like real life issues that meal plans don't address, and they're not fluid and changing like life is. And there are so many like emotional and like psychological aspects to eating too that the average person maybe doesn't know how to deal with. So when you have a piece of paper that like tells you what to do but it doesn't address those other things like of course it's it's not going to work and then you fall back into your shitty habits and you're surrounded by all this hyper palatable food and you know sugar laden fat filled you know cakes and and whatnot and of course people are going to you know be drawn to that because it tastes good and it's available literally on every street corner you can go to for the most part but like i think the best approach to eating is like you have to teach a man to fish you can't give a man a fish because once people have a little you know foundation of knowledge they're they're better able to make decisions on their own based on the circumstances that life throws at them for the most part but i mean when it comes to eating like an adult fruits and vegetables um your, your protein water and it's not to say that you can't enjoy life and you know splurge a little bit i mean god everyone we do yeah everyone who knows matt and i i mean we probably, I don't hold back. Yeah, we we might overdo it from time to time, but yeah, yeah. at the same time, you know, we've had clients say, uh, like, talk to us, like, I can't believe, like, you 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 do that, and you eat, you know, you go to Providence for donuts, and you eat, like, you know, all those in one sitting. But it's like we don't we don't do that often. We do that maybe, like, if we're lucky, one time a month. Um, so it's not, you know, like the regular thing. But unfortunately, like too many people out there, it is the regular thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Like that guy standing in line at Wawa. I bet he does that almost every single day. Right, exactly. Every single day, 1030, I bet he's at a Wawa with a 24-ounce soda and two Tasty Cake pies right. and then pounds them. And that's his whatever, breakfast or lunch. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yep, which yeah. is unfortunate. And so he I'm, was overweight. 
So, yeah, there you um, go. But but I mean, like, if you're looking at the food that you're about to eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and you look at it and you'd be like, would this excite a small child? If the answer is yes, you should probably like dial it back, um, like a little bit. Like, you know, you. I just made a post today on Instagram that says like the food you eat will literally become you. It will become your body. Your body, you know, when you eat it and digest it, it breaks down and it absorbs it into your muscles, into your bloodstream, and it becomes part of your cells. So, I mean, if you're continually just feeding your body with a bunch of low, you know, quality, highly processed garbage, mm -hmm. you are going to feel like garbage. So, I mean, it's it's rough to say this, and I don't think I would ever say it to a client's face unless their personality, like, matched up with this type of talk, but, like, grow the fuck up and eat like an adult, you know what I mean? Like. You don't like vegetables? Well, you know, there's this thing called cooking and seasonings, and, you know, you can find a way to prepare these things so that they do fit your palate. You know, it just takes a little bit of time and effort, just like training wood or just like fat loss wood. Like, anything worth having is going to take work to get it, you know? like. But at the same time, there's other ways around it nowadays. I mean, now you can go to a place like Wegmans. They've got really cool... Um, vegetable mixes that you know are you right. know with some garlic garlic and you know pine nut sauces and different things like that that make it much easier much more palatable and they're pretty tasty they're good you mix it with some chicken you're good to go right yeah if you don't like it make it easy yeah. there's ways to make these things easier on yourself rather than you know talk you know complain about oh I don't like this I don't like that well find something you do like because you need to do that right you can't just you know you're, you can't do the same thing over and over and over again and expect any different result. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the age, age old right there. So yeah. you, know, you have to change something if you want to see results. And if it is, find some of the way that you like to do it. That's right. easy. Yeah. Right there. Find something. And, and I mean, like we live in a day and age today where there are literally no excuses. I mean, you could pick up your phone and literally have food delivered to you in 12 minutes if you really wanted to. Um, but, I mean, if there's a will, there's a way. I think the unfortunate truth is just a lot of people just, you know, they come up with excuses and they just want the easy way out. But a lot of times it's not like that. Life uh, requires a little bit of work on your end. But even Matt just said it. There are ways to work around that to find what fits for you and your preferences and your taste buds. But at the end of the day, you have to eat like an adult. I mean, if, you're, if your health is a priority, you, you have to start paying attention what you put into your body because – one day you're going to wake up and um, it's just going to, I'm not going to say it's going to be too late, but you're just going to wake up, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, yikes. Yeah. That's not good. Um, moving on. So rule number four is it's better to perform good training consistently than great training every once in a while. And uh, I know I've experienced a handful of clients like this before. Um, where they, for two weeks straight, they are in here, they are working, they're busting their ass, and the workouts are great, and they leave sore, and they wake up, and they're feeling fantastic, and then they fall off the face of the planet for two and a half months. Um, and we've already kind of alluded to this in the previous points. Consistency is what's going to matter most when it comes to seeing results. So, I mean, um, I, well, there's a saying, I think it's like the, the best program on paper doesn't mean shit if you don't do it so like you know matt can write you the most fantastic up-to-date scientifically proven program but like if you're only doing it one time a week and then you skip a week and then you come in you do two times a week and then you take a month off well 
that doesn't matter. I would rather see you come in, drag ass, you know, two out of the four times you're here, but you're here consistently um, because that's going to lead to better results long term. Matt? Yeah. No, I I don't. Honestly, this one is as simple as it gets. Like, I'll take someone who can train consistently, what, I don't know, I'll say three times, two to three times a week for a year than someone who comes in for five days a week and, you know, they're here for a couple weeks and then they take two weeks off and then they come back for a couple weeks and they're, you know, they miss a month and then it, that doesn't, you know, it's, it's silly. You know, if you're not consistent, you're wasting your time. Yeah. And, and I, there's no, I mean, to me that there isn't really anything else to be added just because it it's bottom line. It's, it's you got to be consistent. That's the only thing that's going to get you results. And that goes for your eating. That goes for your, you know, training. Goes for anything, movement, like you know, sitting in a chair all day. You got to move. Set a timer. Get up. Move. Be consistent with it. Do it over and over and over again. If you get, you know, two thousand steps in a day, well, that's a problem. That's a big problem. I mean, if you're looking to lose weight, you know, we Chris has talked about in the past that, you know, non-exercise activity is super important. Well, you got to do it though. Like one day doing it and then not doing it for five more days. What does that do for you? You got to do it all the time. You got to be consistent with everything you're trying to do. If you have a goal, you know, write it down somewhere. Look at it. Be consistent with your, you know, with your methods to get to that goal, because you know at the end of the day, that's that's it right there. It's all that matters. Be consistent. Yeah, and and me personally too, like I don't like when clients like come in here and they're like they they're tired and they're dragging ass and they're like telling me how much they're like you know driving the struggle bus today. But like that makes me happy because if you can get through those like really shitty sessions, you know, sessions and then you come in next time you feel good and then you you know have three average sessions after that and you come in you feel like crap again and you get through like getting through and kind of working through those bad sessions is only going to set you up for success in the long run because you're building these good habits and you're prioritizing getting in here and mm-hmm. making it, you know, like a regular thing. So like well it's one of those things you say Anybody can work out when they feel great. That's easy. It's the bad one. It's when you feel like shit. Those are the ones that matter the most. Yes. Because you kept your consistency. You kept doing what you were on track to do. Those are the most important workouts. When you feel like shit. Listen, I don't want to work out every damn day whenever I'm in here. I, but, you know, I know if I'm trying to reach something, I got to do it. So I'm going to suck it up. Quit bitching. You know, fuck, you know, go. I'm going to go do it. And too many people make excuses for those things. And But, like, those are the most important workouts that you get through are the ones when you feel like shit and you don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, quite frankly, this one applies to life in general. Like, literally everything you could do. I mean, if you're giving up at the first sign of, like, hardship, you're going to – your life is going to just suck in general. I mean, like, if Matt and I called it quits every time we ran into a problem with this facility, we would have lasted two and a half months. Um, so like, you know, it it applies to training, but it applies to nutrition. It applies to like anything that like anything really consistency is what's going to get you to where you want to get to. And it's not always going to be great. Sometimes it's going to suck, but you just have to keep going and remember that you're fighting to win the war, not the battle. And I've said that to clients before a long time, and I think that analogy kind of holds true for a lot. But consistency is key. This one's pretty straightforward. I don't think we really have to dive too much into this one. That's Um, really all you need to say. Yeah, consistency. I mean, if there's one thing that will allow you to see success when it comes to your health and fitness, it's consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, Right, number five. So... Your ideal lifestyle should coincide 
with your ideal level of fitness. And I've made posts about this before. I think it was on my personal account and, um, you know, I posted a, a shirtless photo and, you know, I, I, I looked great, had the abs and the pecs were popping. And like from the outside, you're like, wow, that looks fantastic. But then I kind of dove into what it took to get there and how often I was working out and how strict I had to be with my diet and basically how I was okay with giving up taco Tuesdays and pizza on Fridays. And, you know, if you're into drinking, giving that up all because... I wanted to look a certain way. Now, I did it strictly because I wanted to make that post and kind of educate people. But at the same time, you know, if, if you're if you want to maintain some certain level of happiness and you enjoy going out for Taco Tuesdays with your buddies and you enjoy, you know, having a beer or two um, after, you know, after a long week and, you know, you're hanging out and whatnot, you, you have to find it's like a, a yin and a yang, like. You can't have rippling six pack, but not be willing to give up, you know, the cookies and the pizza and the beer and, and whatever it may be. So you, you, you have to take a hard look in the mirror and say, like, you know, how hard do I want to work without sacrificing the things that I, I want to sacrifice? And you just have to find that kind of like balance point before, you know, you kind of hit the, the tipping point of being unhappy or, um, you know, it just affects your, your overall life. Um, Agreed. Yeah. So uh, do you have anything to add to that one? No, I mean, you know, I remember when you did that post and, you know, I'm never going to be that guy that shows up to a barbecue with my own grilled chicken and uh, broccoli and <laughs> Tupperware. I'm, you know, I'm going to go to a barbecue and I'm going to eat like a barbecue you're supposed to eat. Right. But, you know, I don't, I'm not going to do it all the time. But I'm going to have, I'm not going to not go out. I'm not going to not, you know, enjoy going out to eat. I love going out to eat. Um, just because, you know my fitness so but at the same time you have to say all right well i don't really need a six-pack what the hell do i need a six-pack for i think that you know i could care less so for me my fitness level is kind of in that percent body fat where i'm at right now i'd maybe a little lower but like that's all it matters to me i want to be able to be fast i want to be able to be strong for my body um yeah that's all you know like i said like you, that's the whole point of this post is like it coincide with your lifestyle I still play sports. I want to be able to keep playing. I want to keep my body healthy enough to do it. So that's how I train. Um, and I got to eat that way too. But yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it's going to be different for everybody. But in order to do those things, like like you said, people are like, oh, you look great. Like, you know how much it sucks to try to do that? A it lot. sucks. Like yeah. I have, you know, I know I've known bodybuilders and they're not happy people sometimes. <laughs> no, they're miserable. Yeah, they're not happy. I mean, they got, their, yeah. their diet is so strict and so brutal. It you know it's not fun and people see these things and they want to look like them like oh well are you prepared to be miserable because that's what you're going to be because you're not able to do shit yeah so yeah I, so i used to work at lifetime we had a lot of bodybuilders and physique competitors and whatnot and you'd get to talking to them like especially as their show is approaching and like some of the things they would tell me like when they were like a week two weeks out from their show and how strict their lives were i mean this one girl was saying like every meal i think she would eat like like whatever it was like four ounces chicken breast like six green beans and she would only season it with mustard <laughs> yellow mustard oh, nothing God. else and that was basically her life for like three weeks at a time and these people aren't happy when they're living like this like they are miserable they're irritable and they look fantastic so like you from the outside you're like wow mm -hmm. like what a great life that may be but like 
they're they're killing themselves. They are literally killing themselves. They look great, but they're physically weak just because they're depriving their body of so many things that it probably needs just for the sake of, of looking good. Um, another girl told me a story. She's um, like a week out from a competition like that. She had a dream that she ate peanut butter. She woke up, found out she didn't eat peanut butter, and she cried. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, man, like, do I really want to cry because I didn't no. eat peanut butter one day? Like, no, no. I'm just going to eat a scoop of peanut butter. Yeah. Like, that's that's i would rather be happier and a little fatter than look good fatter is a relative term okay yeah yeah uh, i mean it's not you know we're we're not talking gr- because you can still maintain a very healthy body while still having fun and still doing things you right, like right absolutely and and the one thing i want to tell like a lot of people out there who place this high emphasis on like low body or low body fat percentages and like looking good like year round like that's fantastic if that makes you happy but like the god's honest truth is nobody gives a flying fuck if you have visible abs like no one besides you really cares about that if you show up to like a party with all your friends and family and like you only have like the top 2 abs are visible instead of like all 6 I gotta be, no one really cares. The only person who cares about that is you. Yeah. Uh, so like if you're miserable trying to maintain that six pack like all year round and it's affecting your your levels of happiness and you're depressed and you're neurotic cause you're like confused and concerned about like all these types of foods that you wanna eat, like that's, that's no way to live your life. Unless you're getting paid to look a certain way, like ease up mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, yeah, not, you don't need a six pack. No, you I mean, I mean for like, what? Like people like people think having a six pack is sexy. I'm like, is it really? Like I don't know. Is a flat stomach can be sexy too. Like it doesn't you know, you go both ways. Like having a six pack means nothing to me. I you know, I right. I don't understand why people get so set on the visible the visibility of having your abs. I just don't get it. I I never will, but you know yeah. it's just too much work and too much pain in the ass stuff for it. Enjoy your life, have fun, train eat well 80 90% of the time We're talking about consistency again and enjoy you know that's it yeah so find what works for you and just make sure that it doesn't impede with you feeling unhappy for the most part there's a there's a balancing point you just got to find your specific one if you're okay with living that type of lifestyle and you want the six pack abs and you're okay with measuring out all your food like great like more power to you um and if you're okay with you know not having visible abs or like having a dad bod but like you know all your health markers check out when you go to the doctor more power to you as well so it just it's it's all it's all relative to the individual what your goals are what makes you happy but you just have to find that that tipping point if you're unhappy because of you know you you got some kind of things out of whack, you need to address that. Um, all right, rule number six. This will be the last one we do for today. We'll cover the other six at a uh, future point. But I like this one because I know we've said it to a lot of clients, and I know we try to separate ourselves as a as a business for what we're trying to accomplish with our clients. It's uh, the rule that more is not better, harder is not better, better is better. And what we mean by that, when I wrote this rule, it was strictly geared towards training and exercise, but I'm sure it could be applicable to a lot of things out there. And I, I think we live in a, a time where social media has glorified the, the aspect of training <laughs> until like, like the, the harder it looks and the more intense it is, the better that workout probably was. 
And I, I think the the boom in popularity from CrossFit has affected this as well because they're all about more is better. Set a PR every single day, um, which is like it, it's good and bad. Like, yeah, we want you to get better every single session, um, but it, it's just it's too much uh, a, a lot of times. And these people are out here training so hard and so intensely so often, and they're doing things that they probably aren't ready to do just from a movement capability standpoint or from an experience level um, that they probably should not be able to be doing. So I, I think it's important to realize, and I, like we harp on this all the time, you don't have to work out for longer. You don't have to work out more intensely. You need to do what you're ready to do based on your current ability levels, based on your movement capabilities, because that's going to put you in a better position in the long run to help you feel better, avoid injury. So it's not just about, you know, murdering yourself and not being able to walk after you come in here. Like I tell all my clients when, especially like the new ones, like I want you to feel better walking out of the facility than you did walking in. Like if you, if you feel like you literally just got the shit kicked out of you by the time you leave a session with us, personally, I think that was probably too hard. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I go back and forth. I, I think every once in a while it's not a bad thing. Um, because sometimes I think you need it. You know, you need that intensity to be a little higher sometimes. Sometimes you need it a little lower. Like we talked about a little bit ago about days that you feel like shit. Your intensity is probably going to be a little lower that day. I mean, there's no need to go in there on a day you're not feeling great and really try to ramp up and beat the living shit out of yourself. Um, but, you you know, you brought up the, the CrossFit stuff. And I, I think that... Too many people think that, yeah, harder is better no matter what. And it's, you know, remember the, you know, even back in the day, we don't deal with it as much anymore. But, you know, parents would be like, oh, we want you to kill my, you know, kill my kid today. I'm like, all right, well, for what? Like, I kill your kid and that means he didn't learn anything. Yeah, I got his heart rate up and sweat. Anybody could do that. Go do 100 burpees. If you want to get his heart rate up and sweat him, I mean, go in the backyard, do it yourself. Like, don't come in here and tell me what to do. That's not going to do any good for you. And that goes with, you know, adults too. So, you know, to me, so many people, when you talk about harder is better and more is better, so many people sacrifice the form of their exercise or the form of the lift or whatever, just so they move faster and keep their heart rate up. And to me, it's absurd. Like I, the amount of people that would do, you know, if we're trying to do a, I don't know, a squat to press with dumbbells, you know, you turn around and next thing you know, you got these people flying through it and they did quarter squats. I'm like, all right, well, Get your, you didn't even do it right. Get your ass down the bucket. Oh, you can't. Well, we got a problem with that. You know what I mean? So right. there's so many things that I hate. I hate that. I mean that, you know, and we've talked about CrossFit in the past. I mean, you and I, we won't get into that now. Mm -hmm. But um, you, you ha harder can be so many different things. Harder can be making every lift a full range of motion and increasing the weight on your, you know, each lift. Right. I'll tell you what, you do full range of motion with certain lifts and you're going to feel like you ran a mile. I mean, it's you know, it's absurd. Like you do some step ups with a high box step ups with some challenging weight and tell me after 10 times on each leg that you're not, you know, your heart rate's not flying. It's, yeah. you know, the harder is not harder is absurd. Harder that, that, that whole mentality needs to go because it makes no sense to me. And you sacrifice a lot of other things, you know, when you're trying to go out and kill yourself and in, you're and in, and in essence, you're not doing anything, right? You know, you're not solving anything. You're not, you know what? You burned 50 more calories in that workout. <laughs> Okay, yeah. what'd that do for you? You yeah. can have a half a French fry. <laughs> um, yeah, and like my, my big thing is I think a lot of people, because they see this on social media and they hear about these classes and their friends take the classes and whatnot, that 
they think they should automatically just jump to like the the like the 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 last progression that you probably should like a lot of people think they need to jump straight to a barbell deadlift when in reality that's like one of the last progressions you probably should get to just because it requires a lot of hip mobility and a lot of core strength and a lot of these things going on and there's a lot of ways to screw it up like maybe maybe a trap bar is more yeah. you know more your speed for where you're at or maybe you know a kettlebell yeah and maybe put it on box like until you can learn how to do these things properly or you know and you, or you get hurt right exactly and that's yeah. that's the whole thing like good training like the number one rule of good training is like do no harm like we should yeah. it like if you get hurt training your training sucks like to be honest unless it was like a freak accident but if it was if it was because you put yourself in a situation where you're stacking the cards against you and you're you're just you're performing these exercises where you don't have literally the, the range of motion or the capabilities to do so like for instance if you have poor shoulder flexion and you can't take your arms above your head without like arching your back or letting your ribs flare or like compensating well why in the hell would you try to do like a heavy overhead press you can't even get your arms above head without like you know turning into a contortionist so it's the same thing for like a squat if you can't do a body weight squat without letting your low back round over your knees cave in and you want to jump straight into a back squat like that's a good like you might as well just jump off a second story building because that's probably going to be the same success rate as you know coming out injured as you would doing those types of things so i think it's just most people just look at fitness and they're just like i need to do more 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 when it's in actuality it's more of like a work smarter not harder type of thing and especially for like the clientele that we see the average joes and the average janes who mm -hmm. are sitting at a desk for eight hours a day and they have these poor levels of mobility and they are really just casual exercises or exercisers like jumping into the type of stuff you see on social media is i don't want to say a recipe for disaster but like you know, sometimes it, it absolutely could be. Um, well, there's that mentality, and then there's the mentality that they're trying to burn as many calories, so, you know, I can eat this. And it's like, <laughs> in reality, you're only working out two to three times a week, which are two to three hours out of your week, so maybe in those two to three hours, you burn a total of 1,200 calories, we'll just say. Well, what about the other 168 hours of the week, or 65 or whatever the total is? Right. You know, that, and again, you're not... You're not losing weight at the gym, but you can sure as hell get stronger at the gym. Mm -hmm. So you going faster and burning an extra 50 to 75 calories in that hour, what does that really do for you? It's the time that you're outside the, the gym that means so much more in terms of movement. And that's a, that's a different topic and a different conversation. But right. it just goes back to harder is not necessarily better. You have to do things right. And you can burn a shit ton of calories by moving more weight. Um, taking your rest periods, you know, you know, the way we, Chris and I will set up workout, you know, your, your programs every once in a while, you're doing core exercises with this and that, but like get strong, you know, it, it, you can't force and go harder with strength or you are going to hurt yourself. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't do you any good. Burning those extra calories isn't going to cut it. You know, you're going to do that outside the gym. So focus on what you're here for, get stronger, you know, all around full body strength, support yourself, do this, do that. Cause at the end of the day, you know, I mean, in all honesty, a PT's dream, a physical therapist's dream are people that, you know, kill themselves at the gym. I mean, they're always going to have nagging injuries, elbow, shoulder, hip, knee, whatever, you know, they're always complaining about something because they're doing too much stupid shit. Right. Yeah. And I know Matt said this too, like, like I'm not saying there's never a time for, you know, 
harder. There absolutely is. If you come in and you feel like a million dollars and you're having one of those sessions where you're on top of the world, like we'll push it, you know, like we will kind of take those days to give you a little bit more, see what you're made of. But if you're, if, I mean, if the, if the pedals to the floor, like 24 seven, that's a problem. I mean, you have to learn how to kind of undulate intensity with recovery. If you want to continue to do you know what you want to do into your to your golden year so you know you, it's it's never about longer more intense like sometimes dialing it back is what you need and then by dialing it back right now maybe you can you know turn it up a notch in mm-hmm. a month or two or whatever it is so you just have to be smart don't let these stupid ass posts that you see on instagram um that just look cool influence how you train because i mean that's really that's not how like that's just influencers being stupid for the most part mind you these are also the influencers that are you know just trying to get views yeah absolutely that's all they care about all they care they don't about really give engagement. a shit about the, the you know the content they put up it's just about views yeah absolutely so, you know yeah just remember that yeah you want to find some good stuff follow some good people in the fitness world that they'll break it down a lot better than all these ridiculous influencers in fitness and it's it's stupid Right. And quite frankly, like the best training that will give you the best results for the longest period of time is simple. Like, honestly, it's it's basically like a variation of like eight things that you do over and over and over and over. Well, there's a real there's a reason those things have lasted as long as they've lasted because they work. Yeah. You know, they work for what we need, what what your body needs. And, And these absurd things, you know, like we talked about earlier with the flagpoles and stuff like that, like, yeah, they're cool. You know, how many people, what, for what? Like, you don't, you know, they're cool. That's about it. Like, I saw these, there's this guy bouncing around on Facebook and Instagram. He's a bodyweight guy. And I see him do all these crazy things, and it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. You know, that's pretty neat. (laughs) Congrats. High five. You know? (laughs) But, like, you need to do the basics. Stick to the basics. We said it before. Kiss principles will always win. Keep it simple. Push when you feel good. When you're not feeling good, you back it down a little bit. But that you know, that gives you that interval sense of training where you're up and down and up and down over throughout the month, throughout the weeks. And that's good. You need to have you know different levels of intensities because your body's you're like Chris said, your body cannot handle a all out, you know, twenty four seven high intensity program all the time. I tried it once, hurt myself. Um, your body just can't handle it and, and it's not built to do that. So, you know, taking in and out or up and downs are, are very good. Undulating types of programs is what you, you know, you're all, always is going to work. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there's a saying like you don't get, I'll, I'll use the word stronger cause that's how, what I say most of the time, but you don't get stronger from, you know, training, you get stronger from recovering yep. from training. So if you, if it's you, if you're not giving your body the chance to, basically you know heal itself and repair from the work that you're doing you're just going to drive yourself down into the ground and then before you know it you're hurt or you're miserable or your numbers go down or all the above so uh more is not better better is better and quite frankly if you're not sure what better is reach out to us send us an email gritfitperformancegmail.com like we can help you um or just come in we can educate you guys on what you should be doing in order to get you where you need to get to in the safest and most efficient way possible. Um, We like to talk shop, kids. We do. We love it. It's our favorite thing in the whole wide world, (laughs) right next to eating PV donuts. And quite frankly, if we talk shop while eating PV donuts, (laughs) uh, you're... You are. You're going to be our treat. Best friends. (laughs) 
Um, Matt, any closing thoughts on the first six rules? No, I think that was good. I, I think no matter what we talk about, and it's always going to come back to it, it's just, just be consistent. Be smart in your training. Be consistent. And for God's sakes, fucking move. Get up off your butts. Get up off your asses and move. Set a time. You know, I have a lot of I have had a lot of people that will say, oh, well, I'm, I have this and that. And like fucking set a timer for every hour and just do 10 squats. That's better than sitting still. Walk around on a call. Do something. Just move. Be consistent. Lift some weights. Move some shit. You know, that's it. It's, it's, it's you don't have to overcomplicate things. You heard it here, folks. Quote of the day. For God's sakes, fucking move. Yes. Fucking um, move. Put that on a motivational shirt. Wear it around. Um, but uh, yeah, those are the first six rules. So we will have another six uh, at some point in the future, maybe next week or two weeks from now, uh, and we'll talk more mm. about the uh, other rules that we have coming up here. But again, if you like the show and you want to share it with a friend or family members, please do so. Uh, leave a rating or a review, and uh, we will catch you guys on the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Adios.